Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. I'll be joined by Trey momentarily. We'll talk LSU football, the matchup with South Carolina. Miles Brennan, how significant is his injury? Some other college football notes for you. And one of the biggest jokes of the college football season and the AP and coaches poll, Notre Dame being ranked number three. That's embarrassing. We'll get into that. Got some NFL news and notes for you. And then, of course, Major League Baseball, the World Series, starts Tuesday night over in Arlington, Texas. It's the Dodgers versus the Rays. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media. It's a great way to keep up. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Other podcasts coming this week. Chin Music, World Series Preview and Prediction with Rick Robinson and I. That'll be out on Tuesday. LSU Football Weekly Update Wednesday, brought to you by Tremonti's Meat and Seafood in Baton Rouge. Trey Blossman's picks on Thursday. And the Coonass and the Redneck, Anthony Gallo and I both had winning records in college football picks last week. We'll do that on Friday, brought to you by the Ice House Tap Room in Baton Rouge and Iceberg Lemo iceberglemo.com. Let's hear a quick message from our host, Anchor, then we'll come back, be joined by Trey Blossman. It's time for Sports Takes right here on Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two, we continue with Talking Sports with TK. Again, I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this Monday episode of Sports Takes. we got plenty to talk about for you, LSU football, college football, the NFL, and, of course, the World Series in Major League Baseball. Trey Blossman, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Tommy. had a wonderful day yesterday, uh, celebrating a few days early my father's 89th birthday. Please uh, tell him I said happy birthday. I will. It was a beautiful day to be sitting outside, and we had great food. And actually, four of the six brothers were there. Three of my five brothers were there, so it was very cool. All right. Uh, let's talk about LSU football. They're scheduled to play South Carolina. Six o'clock kick. They moved that when some other games were postponed due to COVID. South Carolina has won two in a row. They're two and two. LSU's one and two. And I listened in on the Zoom press conference for Coach Ed Orgeron earlier today on Monday. And he declared uh, Miles Brennan has a significant lower body injury. He stated that had they played Florida last Saturday, Miles Brennan would not have played. He said they expect, hoped he would get back to practice today, Monday, because the team had Friday and Saturday and Sunday off or Friday and Saturday off, and he is, according to Coach Orgeron at lunchtime today, he will not practice today, and they will give equal reps to T.J. Finley and Max Johnson throughout the week, and Thursday out to practice, name one of them guys a starter, but Coach Orgeron said he expected that both may play against South Carolina. So LSU, not that far removed from the the high of the national championship and the incredible season last year, now they find themselves one and two, unranked 
and having a, a, you know the injury bug perhaps biting a little bit. Trey Blossman, your thoughts on, on all the things I just mentioned? Well, it's all unfortunate, Tommy. Uh, it was a very strange year. There's been some very strange games with some very strange outcomes. It's going to continue to be weird. There's no doubt about that. Uh, look, my main concern is LSU fans be realistic about what's happening here and not be the asses that they can sometimes be. Uh, you know, last year was magical. We had the most players ever drafted from one college team into the NFL. What do we have? Six first round picks, a bunch of kids leaving early kids opting out this year that could be playing expectations were ridiculously high for most of the fans. Uh, I looked at the schedule. I thought eight and two would have been a great year. I thought seven and three would have been a good year. Do I think we'll get to eight and two? No. Do I think we'll get to seven and three? I doubt it. I hope we win five or six games and get to a bowl game just for the practices that are entailed with that. We're not going to the playoffs this year, but we have a lot of talent. And next year, we could make a run again. Look, Bama was down last year. Bama's going to the playoffs this year. They're going to make another run at it. It's nearly impossible to make the playoffs every year. I know we've seen a lot of teams uh, making it in, in the last four or five years where maybe eight teams have made the playoffs. It's a small group, but we were in that number last year. We won it. We'll get back to that point. But, you know, we're not going to get back to that point if people start screaming for the head coach's scout because we're undermanned and, we underpracticed and we're losing football games. In Auburn, they're calling for Gus Malzahn's head again. That poor guy, I feel sorry for him. If I was him, I would quit. Every time he loses a couple of games, they want his scalp. You know, I, I don't get it. And I have a problem with LSU fans, and it's why I quit going to the ball games. Uh, don't be unrealistic. Quit being a jackass and pull for your team no matter what happens to them. Those kids are working hard. They're trying. The coaches are trying. We are undermanned at this point, and if we go without Brennan this week, we're seriously undermanned. But I'm glad Coach O said that both of them might play. If I'm down to two true freshmen because my starter's out, I'm going to play them both. I'm going to play one of them for three series, and I'm going to put the other one in for a couple of series, and then I'm going to see, uh, evaluate how they did, and I'm going to look going forward who's going to play. And I may play both of them rotating series uh not one series in one, but two and three, and then two, and then two and three. And I love that. I, I remember, and I've talked about this on previous podcasts, I've seen some darn good LSU quarterbacks sit on the bench while another guy took a series or two, uh, most notably Paul Lyons backing up Burt Jones and Mickey Gidry backing up Tommy Hodson. Well, Burt Jones and Tommy Hodson are two of the handful of best quarterbacks to ever play at LSU, and those guys sat down for another guy to play, I don't know why one true freshman couldn't sit out for a couple of series to let the other one play, and I hope that that's the way Coach O goes with it. Trey, I think that the LSU fans' expectation bubble, I think some air came out of that with the one and two start. Now this report about Miles Brennan, and I, and for all of the great points that you just made on that, and, and you know, I, I think you just do what you got to do to get better every week and try to win some games. Last week, the NCAA passed something that said 
everybody's eligible for a bowl game this year, regardless of your record. So because of that, LSU is going to go somewhere, even if they're four and six, because the fans support and travel and all that good stuff. So, you know, that that's going to be an okay situation. But I think Coach Owen and staff, you know, they got to work these other quarterbacks in because, you know, we sit here on Monday. I've been doing this for a long time. And when I watched that presser today, I'm thinking Brennan might be out for the year. Brennan might, you know, who, who knows here? All coaches very close to the vest on injuries. That's not unique to Ed Orgeron. That's that's nationwide. Even in the Southland Conference, the SWAC, it don't matter. Coaches don't like talking about injuries. So I think, you know, you go by what happens and and he'll meet with the media Thursday after practice and maybe he announces who will play or or a rotation or something like that. I'm like you, given the current situation, I think you got to play them both. Unless that in this week of practice, one guy just really separates himself from the other. But according to Coach O, that hadn't been the case. You know, Finley has lost a little bit of weight, which they wanted him to do. He was 260. Now he's 240. Johnson might be a little bit more effective running. So we'll just have to wait and see and let defer to the coaches and they'll make the best decision when they got to run out on the field against South Carolina. Coach Joe did mention he'd be glad to be back in Tiger Stadium. They hadn't been there in a while, even, albeit a, a limited crowd. So we'll see what happens with all of that, and uh, we'll, we'll, everybody will keep an eye on that LSU football stuff. Trey, before we talk about the NFL, you got a couple of other college football notes you want to address. Yeah, I do, and I'll, I want to have one more comment on uh, the Tigers first. You had said if one of them separates himself from the other in practice, he should play the whole game. I would add to that. I would say if one of them separates himself in practice and comes out and is playing very well in the game, you know, one could separate himself in practice, but if he comes out and it's midway through the second quarter and the Tigers have two first downs and aren't moving the ball, it's time to try the other guy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you you gotta you gotta make that decision as things unfold. You can't You're right. you you, you gotta right. think of all of that in advance. Just like Coach O got asked today. Okay, crazy question, Coach. Who's the guy if something happens to Johnson and or Finley? There is there's several walk on quarterbacks that are at practice every day. Uh, you know that that some one of them guys would have to become the third guy if Brennan is totally ruled out for South Carolina. But we'll, we'll just wait and see. Trey, your college football notes? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we've been talking about playing two quarterbacks, and I wanted to mention Arkansas State. They're playing two quarterbacks, and they're doing real well with it, Tommy. They, uh, they're playing Logan Bonner and Lane Hatcher. They've thrown 21 touchdowns between the two of them, Tom. 21 touchdowns. Their ratings are 155.5 and 171.7. Those are very high quarterback ratings. And uh, both guys are doing the job and they're rotating them in and out. I think the two quarterbacks don't even know who's going in and who's not going in on the next series. Uh, So they're doing it effectively. The guys calling their game Thursday night. Halfway jokingly, we're talking about those two guys winning the Heisman as a pair. <laughs> and statistically, they're ahead of anybody else, including Trevor Lawrence. So wow. uh, interesting thought there. My other comment on college football is when will the pollsters learn their lesson? 
they've got Notre Dame back up to number three this week. I, I, it baffles me, Tommy. I, I know they're undefeated. They're very unimpressive. They put up 12 points on a Louisville team that doesn't have a lot of defense. Uh, BYU is a better team. Georgia is a better team. I know they haven't played yet, but I'm willing to guess that Ohio State is a significantly better team than Notre Dame. Why do the pollsters always want to have them up near the top? They're the combined record of the people they beat this year is five and sixteen. Okay, it's the it's the biggest sham ever. Notre Dame was good in the late eighties, won a national championship with Lou Holtz. They haven't been good since. Even that year, they got to the playoffs and got embarrassed. Okay, I'm sick and tired. And it's the AP and the coaches poll. They're up there because the other top five teams, the one, the two, the four, and the five, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Georgia, would all be favored by at least 24 against Notre Dame in South Bend, okay? So it's a total joke that they're up there, and and as it does every year, they won't even be in the poll come the end of the year. Uh, it's, just, it's just baffling that they want to rank them because they were so good you know, decades ago. Heck, did they forget that in the like the 40s and 50s, the University of Minnesota was one of the best football programs in the country? Why don't they rank them third? Because they were good 60 years ago. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, Notre Dame is just. I mean, the, you know, it's just. I, I just cannot believe they keep doing that and putting them up there. You know, Texas A&M would be favored over Notre Dame. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous that they, they continue to do that real quick. Back to your dual quarterback thing. If LSU plays Finley and Johnson, that's a little pressure on the South Carolina defense because one's right handed, one's left handed. And they probably don't have any tape on these guys. So that could be a plus. One other college football note, and we'll move to the NFL. Former Hanbill running back Puka Williams has opted out of the remainder of the football season for Kansas. Um, he is not going to play, wants to return home to be with his family, according to a statement he rela- released. My guess, he ends up at Nichols or Southern or somewhere else for next year. Uh, but he has opted out uh, at Kansas. Uh, Les Miles not coaching. He's supposedly on the other side of the virus. I think he rejoins the team this week. But former Hanville star, uh, Puka Williams has opted out of the remainder of the season. That just hit the wire within the last hour. Uh, Trey, some NFL. Go ahead. Yeah, that, I, I doubt. I'm with you. I don't think he'll go back to Kansas. They're horrible. They don't use him correctly. Uh, I wish the kid well. He's a, certainly an, a, a dynamic playmaker. Well, his high school coach, dear friend of mine and yours, Nick Sauter from Maggio, who I spoke to briefly the other day before they lost to Jesuit, said it was one of the best high school players he ever coached at Hanville. And he's a I've multiple get... state champion winner, too. Yeah. yeah. Co- yeah. Coach Salt is. Yeah. 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 So, all right, let's get to the NFL, and then we want to touch on MLB. Trey Blossman, uh, you got some thoughts on the NFL. Well, Tommy. Look, a lot of people boycotting the NFL. I saw where their week four ratings, and it takes a week or two for the ratings to come out, were down 70% from last year. For the first time, look, first time since I can remember, I did not watch a football game yesterday during the day. I did not watch an NFL game during the daytime. And that's because I mentioned to you we had a function for my dad. But I did try and watch the game last night. I have two TVs set up in my den. My wife jokes that it looks like a sports bar. Uh, I wound up watching mostly baseball last night because I thought that NFL game was horrible. 
And I thought it was symptomatic of what I see in the NFL. The LA Rams had looked like the team that went to the Super Bowl a few years ago in the previous few weeks. And San Francisco has looked absolutely horrible. Well, last night, the script was flipped. San Francisco looked like a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, and the Rams couldn't get out of their own way. They were horrible. It's happening all over the NFL, Tommy. It's bizarre. Uh, NFL's always weird and difficult to handicap, but this season, uh, even though my picks have been pretty good, it's very strange, and I expect it's going to be like that moving forward. The Patriots laid a total egg yesterday after being off for a week. Best coach in football. Cam Newton came back down to earth a little bit. He didn't look like the player. He looked like in the first few games of the season. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how the NFL plays out, Tommy. But uh, multiple teams with people with the COVID. uh, I saw it as a meteorite heading to earth, and it might hit the day before Election Day. That's 2020 in a nutshell. And both college football and the NFL have been just as weird as this year has been. I agree. It's kind of like the whole sports world is fractured down to the high school guys. And, you know, it's just uh, it is what it is, I guess. But uh, it's it's very unpredictable. Nobody seems to have the consistency that you might have had without all the distractions from COVID testing. A friend of mine coaches with the Philadelphia Eagles. They got to get tested every day. That's what they're doing in Philadelphia. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's it's just part of what's happening to all of us and, and everybody's sports world and the non-sports world, which is kind of wild and crazy. One thing that's not wild and crazy is we know it'll be the Dodgers and the Rays in the World Series beginning Tuesday night in Arlington. Uh, best of seven. They'll play all seven there. They're doing the bubble thing. L.A. will be home first and second game and home sixth and seventh if if those were necessary. Tampa Bay would be home three, four, five. Starts tomorrow night. There's a day off Thursday. There's a day off Monday. Of course, we know the if necessary thing. I, for one, looking very forward to this World Series. I picked the Dodgers before the season on paper. That had the best team. They're still playing. I like both teams. I like both managers. I like both uh, a lot of players on both teams. Uh, I will point out that the L.A. Dodgers payroll is $225 million this year. Tampa Bay's is one-third of that at $75 million. So lots of stories, lots of incredible baseball players, some uh, guys that have really splashed real big. It'll be fun. I can't wait to watch the World Series. Uh, me either, Tommy. And, you know, I'm a St. Louis Cardinal fan. A lot of years when they get knocked out, when they do get knocked out, uh, I lose a little bit of interest, but – I like this Tampa team. I like the way they play. They actually introduced something that's kind of a new way of playing in the Major League Baseball a couple of years ago uh, where they're starting pitchers pitch an inning or two and they go to the bullpen and it's catching on. Other teams are doing it. And, uh, it's really interesting. They've got a lot of great arms. They've got a bunch of guys can throw the ball 98, 99, 100 miles an hour. As you mentioned, one-third of the payroll of the Dodgers. I pulled for both teams in their league championship series. I'm all in for the Rays in this thing because they're the underdog, because they have one-third of the payroll, because they're a smaller market team. But these were the two best teams during the shortened season, the best team in either league. They both made it to the World Series. That doesn't always happen. 
Uh, I think Major League Baseball has done well this season. I wonder if L.A. has an advantage that they've been in Arlington. They've already played. They just played seven games in Arlington. So does that help them? I don't know. Does it help being the home team? Only in that you get to bat last, I think. I don't think there's any other advantage there. But uh, I congratulate Major League Baseball baseball for pulling off, much like the NBA did, a a good shortened season. Uh, Hats off to them. You know, I I, I don't have anything else on that. Oh, and there will be about 11,000 fans in Globe Life Field uh, in Arlington, so it'll be a little different than – regular season when they had zero fans or, or next to zero. So again, I, I look, look forward to seeing how that unfolds. And, you know, uh, you know, by the time we do sports takes next Monday, the series could be over or they could be moving to a game six and possibly seven. So we'll talk about that. Trey Blossman will do your picks this Thursday, NFL and NCAA. Uh, you were, you had a winning record in NCAA. Anthony Gallo and I also had a winning record, so we, we may be turning the corner on all that. You got a couple of picks on the Monday night games tonight, but Thursday evening uh, we'll drop that episode of Trey Blossom's picks, NFL and NCAA against the spread. Trey, you have a wonderful week and look forward to talking to you on Thursday. Yes, sir. Thank you, Tommy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.